This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia on November 20th, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au The Holy Gospel written for this last Sunday of the church here, or Christ the King Sunday, is written in the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 23, beginning at the 33rd verse. And when they came to the place that is called the Skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right, one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching. But the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, You are not the Messiah? Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. And we pray, Lord, as we hear your word, you would strengthen us by your spirit to witness and testify to your kingship and the coming kingdom. Amen. And here we are on the last day of the church year. And just over four weeks away, we're from celebrating Christmas. And yet this text associated with Good Friday and Easter is being read. Why? Well, for a start, it's because Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the beginning and the end and everything in between. He fills all things, and all things are filled by him. He is in all things, as we've heard in that last text. And normally this, uh, this day is celebrated with uh, white parents the symbol of holiness, the symbol of Jesus and his righteousness. The colours that are used at his birth for Christmas, through the season of Epiphany, on Easter Day for his resurrection, again on Ascension Day, and today Christ the King Sunday. And yet we've got it as red. What's going on? Well, because the Holy One has come, 
and he is the king of heaven, he calls and empowers us by his spirit to confess him. And, the, and of course, the color of the spirit is red. And we're celebrating some young people later in the next service who are confessing Jesus as their Lord, their friend, but also the king of heaven, the one who has brought them forgiveness of their sins. Jesus is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end and everything in between in this, of this world and the next. And despite this world's rejection and failure to recognise him, he remains king and true to the world he was sent to save out of God's love for the world. His great love kept him on the cross. And from there he forgave us. He called upon the Father to forgive us for we did not know what we were doing. And the cross is the highest expression of God's love through the sacrifice of himself for a world that rejected him. He died for the ungodly, for fallen humanity, to serve them with his holiness, despite our rejection of him, wanting to serve ourselves rather than him as our king. Yes, the cross is the ground zero of our faith. It is literally the cross road of acceptance or rejection of Jesus as the Son of God. Yes, he brings us new life in his resurrection. And all these, so the symbol of the cross, whether empty or with Christ on it, the risen Christ blessing us, all those events are one and the same. God's work out of his love and redeeming the world, the sending of his son, his son teaching us and showing us the way to the Father, his humiliation and crucifixion, his rising from the dead and his ascension. There on the cross, all around him, there were self-assured taunts and a lack of pity from temple priests and religious ones alike. Derision in the extreme expressed and as an expression of unbelief in him as the Messiah. We note that the people are silent in this text. They are observing, perhaps yet to make up their minds. Perhaps later on, reports of his resurrection and perhaps even seeing him will convince them. From at this, but at this time, the leaders, from their own self-assured opinion that they had done all things necessary to, be, to be, make God pleased with them, that they were deserving of his approval, they were able to deny that they were indeed slaves to sin and in need of a Messiah. Let him save himself if he's the Messiah, the Messiah of God, the chosen one. If you are the king of the Jews, are you not the Messiah? At the very scene of his greatest costliest service of human, of for, serving fallen humanity with his very lifeblood, he was regarded as suffering for his own godlessness. How ironic can you get? The one without sin being derided and abused by those he came to save. But in the midst of that mayhem and the noise and the confusion 
was one who not only recognised Jesus as innocent, but who was also unafraid to admit, along with our shared sinfulness, he was able to recognise himself as a sinner. He was on the cross with his thief mate for what they had done, deserving of such punishment. And this one who recognised Jesus not only as an innocent man, but as the Messiah called out to him, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Now that's a big step from just saying this man is innocent, not deserving to die. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He not only saw him as innocent, but as the Son of God who could save him. He confessed Jesus, and Jesus responded with a promise that that very day, they would be together in paradise. Confession of Jesus is our way to the Father. Who re- our way of receiving the open door that God has set before us through the cross. And it is the crucified Christ that we confess. He is the centre of our confession before the world. Not just that he lived a good life, harming no one and doing no wrong, and worthy and is worthy of following, but that he came to meet our greatest need, the need of a saviour. Once at the close of a Sunday service, a stranger spoke to the pastor to inform him that he was displeased with the message he had delivered. I don't care for your preaching, he said. I don't care for your constant referring to the cross. I think that instead of preaching the death of Christ, it would be more inspiring and better to preach about Jesus as the great teacher and example to follow. Would you be willing to follow him if I preached that way, asked the minister. I would, said the stranger. I would follow in his steps. Well, then let us take the first step. It is said of him that he did not sin. You can read a text in the scriptures, 1 Peter 2.22. It is said of him, he did no sin. There was no sin in him. Can you take that step? Hmm. The stranger's expression changed with some confusion as he considered the answer. No, no, I do sin and I acknowledge it. Well then, said the minister, your first need of Christ is not as one of an example, but as a saviour. You must first have his forgiveness and his spirit to transform and guide you before you can walk in his steps. Yes, our lack of righteousness before God has been forgiven and we have been redeemed by the righteous Son of God. He alone lived a holy life without sin and on our behalf he bore the punishment, the full weight of that punishment on the cross to satisfy the demands of the law against our sins which for which the wages are death, our death. He gladly took this upon himself his holy, sinless self out of love for us. And now those who are baptised and believe will be saved. Those who live in their baptism and continue to believe will be saved. And they are called to live a life 
holy and pleasing to God. And how will that happen? Just by seeing Jesus as an example? No. But by having been forgiven their sins and being raised to new life through the waters of baptism by the water and the word, by God's spirit, able to follow him as Lord and Saviour, to proclaim him as King. So we have new birth in the waters of baptism, but God doesn't leave us just there as newborns. He continues to send his spirit daily to us. We hear him speaking to us in the word, and he continues to strengthen us into maturity for service, for ministry in the world. And this is what two young people are going to express today in the next service, that they look back at their baptism, that God has journeyed with them, journeyed with them through this community, through a community of love, through knowledge and obedience to God. And they have been encouraged as they meet with us to hear the word, to share the sacrament, to follow the Saviour. And now they recognise they have matured. And we need to recognise that too and look to them and listen to them. From, from their words will come a testimony that Jesus is their Lord, of who they are in Christ and what hopes they have, that they will stay close to him. They're committing themselves to stay close to him, continue to hear him leading them, to be strengthened by his Spirit. May that also be our continuing walk with Christ as we walk with them and he walks with us all. Christian people, you stand today in the power of the grace of your baptism that allows you to believe in Christ and to worship and praise him. His spirit leads you to confess your wrongs, to hear him in his word, to speak to him in prayer, to seek his strength and guidance, to eat the meal that he has prepared for you with his own body and blood. All this he provides as he and you walk together that you might be brought from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light and remain there witnessing to him in this world and then ultimately receiving the inheritance of all the saints just as Jesus promised that thief on the cross today you will be with me in paradise and as you confess the faith today you stand in the light of God the light of life and faith and understanding, the light of joy in his presence, the light of the grace of God and Jesus, remain in that light, in that grace. Do not neglect to meet together as is the habit of some. Read the word and pray. Confess your sins. Seek to bless other people out of what God has first freely given you. And continue to look to Jesus even in the greatest crises of your life, just as that thief did on that day. And the peace of God that comes by the Holy Spirit to keep you looking to Jesus, strengthen your faith in him, keep you safe now and always. Amen. Amen.